Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us here at the Freedom Wall for Transit Equity Celebration. My name is Jamal Davis. I'm the Transit Rider Organizer for the Coalition for Economic Justice. I work primarily on the Be True campaign. Today, we are going to hear from speakers in our community that is a part of our transportation system on what Transit Equity Day is and what it's about. Transit Equity Day originated in 2016, and it aligns with Rosa Parks' birthday, as everyone knows, everyone's fully aware of her historical um, start to the bus rider movement in Alabama. So today and, and every year, we celebrate transit equity. We look to improve upon our system, as a campaign organizer, I work specifically on um, riders' issues. I advocate for transit riders in the community. One of the obvious problems that we're having is the bus driver shortage. So today, we have a solidarity moment in which we come together to be able to speak to some of these issues, speak to some of the solutions, and then how we as a system work together to, for the betterment of all. With that being said, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to our Deputy Mayor, Mr. Rashid McDuffie, who's going to speak for the Mayor's office. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Let's give Jamal a round of applause for pulling us together today. Uh, again, my name's Rashid H. McDuffie. I am Deputy Mayor of Operations here today on this wonderful Transit Equity Day. Of course, it is Rosa Parks' birthday, and we are standing in front of her portrait on the Freedom Wall to remind us that every day we strive to create a fairer, a more diverse, and a more equitable city of Buffalo. I'm here on behalf of Mayor Brown, and with me, I have to my left, Deputy Mayor Dr. Callie Johnson. Let's give her a round of applause. I have to my right our Chief Diversity Officer, Mr. Darren Saxon. Let's give him a round of applause. To all the wonderful people that we have in the crowd supporting this wonderful event, working in partnership with Jamal, I believe it's the Buffalo Transit Riders United. All of our members, let's give them a round of applause for being here today. As I conclude my remarks, I just want to remind our people watching today that today is a day it's a great day of fellowship right it's Rosa Parks birthday and she reminded us no person deserves to be left behind and sat in the back 
everyone deserves a seat at the table. And that's why the mayor's been working very closely with the Buffalo Niagara Partnership to ensure that the business community works with transit to ensure that all residents can get through all parts of the city to promote economic development, to go to our parks, to enjoy this great city. So we're happy to be here for Transit Equity Day because we know that this effort, combined with other efforts in the city, will make us fairer, more equitable, more prosperous, and bring us all together as the city of good neighbors. Thank you so much for your time. Next, we have joining us one of the founding members of Be True, Simon Houston. Come on, Simon! Woo! Come on! Yo, I love this. Yo, yeah, I love you this. are. Um, so, one big, um, one big thing we always ask each other, ourselves, in February, when um, Trans Equity Day comes up, is what does Trans Equity look like to us as writers? Oftentimes we hear, what can we do to get more bus riders or more transit riders here in the city of Buffalo? We don't often hear, how can we best serve people who currently are using the system and need the system to improve? Um, transit equity focuses it back on the people with the fewest options of getting around. It focuses on the people who have um, who, who, who've been needing more service decades ago. Not, you know, in the future, but decades ago. And so I really want to, like, just revisit, you know... <clears throat> I, I live in South Buffalo and, you know, I don't, we talk a lot about the Metro Rail extension northbound, but what really matters to me is my local route, bus route and how often it's coming and how fast it's going and is it getting me where I need to go. Um, in the last couple decades, actually the last, just since the pandemic, it went from, you know, in the morning, five trips in the morning and the, within one hour to now about three. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the bus, short, uh, bus operator shortage. A lot of that has to do with a lot of decision makers making a lot of decisions that, you know, they don't think about people with a, who need to use the bus. So I really want to implore people to like, you know, get out of their comfort zone, take the bus, see who's riding it, and understand what kind of shit they have to deal with every day. Um, I mean, right now we're dealing with this beautiful, balmy February. Normally, I'd be staying in the street and the corner waiting for my bus. Hopefully I don't get hit by a car. And I think it's time we, we look at those situations and say, is that right? Is that the city we want to live in? We don't need to be Montreal. We don't need to be a European city. We just need to be an equitable city. So I hope this is a, wake, a reckoning for some folks to kind of think about what's beyond their normal routine and think about uh, how other people have to live their life. Thank you, Simon. Genuinely, really appreciate it. Um, looking forward now, our next speaker is the president of the ATU, which is the Bus Drivers Union for the NFTA, Mr. Jeffrey Richardson. Thank you, Jeff. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate this time. I appreciate being here. My name is Jeff Richardson. I'm the president business agent for the Amalgamated Transit Union. This is my 35th year of doing this um, for the Amalgamated Transit Union. I'm here today on behalf of Be True and Jamal, Jamal, I'm sorry, Jamal, and I thank the mayor and office for being here also. When we talk about Rosa Parks' birthday, you know, having a seat at the table, now we don't have to just have a seat in the back of the bus. We have people that's actually driving the bus, operating the trains, mechanics. 
we went down from approximately about 1,300 members. Right now, we're down about 250 operators or members. Why is that? It's also the pay, not just the pay, but where's the bus service going? It's cutting routes in, the, like Miss Barr, the bus over there at the 29. It's not going where it should be, or where riders need to get to um, Amazon or to Topps Warehouse. They're cutting out the um, the routes. The buses and the trains are not going where it should be. That train system costs approximately about 182 million dollars. It's 6.9 miles of going nowhere. If you go underground, it got cutouts where it should be. Now UB is trying to get it from North Campus to the medical corridor so they can have, they want to spend $500 million so they can have that train to being doctors and lawyers there. But what about the everyday people that need to ride the train, that right. need to ride the buses, right. that need to get to places they need to get to, people that's on disabled, the paratransit system, they're down probably 50 um, operators also. So what do we need to do to make this happen? We need to not look at the little people, but we need to look at the company. They need to make the difference. They're the ones that's out there that's calling the shots. I'm in Albany all the time, lobbying, trying to get more money, trying to get more funding. But when this funding come in, we need it to go to the right places, to the people that's in the inner city. You know, we can't always take care of the people out in the suburbs. We need to take care of the people that's within the inner city who really needs the bus and it needs the transportation. So I want to say thank you again. Anything we can do um, to help, we're here. We're always lobbying in Albany trying to get more funding so we can make sure the buses and the trains need to get to where it needs to be. And I just wanted to say thank you to our members because all of them is doing a great job. They're here every day. They're working during the pandemic. They work during the snowstorms. The mechanics are working. The paratransit operators are working. The clerical are working. Our clerks is working. So I want to say thank you to them. So I appreciate it. Anything we can do. Thanks, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Anytime. I greatly appreciate thank you. Thank you, So as we know, transportation is a system. And we've done a lot of speaking about the public transportation system, but we want to consider all members of the transportation system here on Transit Equity Day celebration. So right now I'm going to introduce Miss Brianna Batista from Go Bike. Come on, Brianna. Woo! Thank you so much for having me here today. My name is Brianna. Um, I Jamal, you gave a nice intro, but I bet some of you are wondering how bikes relate to transit, and especially transit equity. So I'm going to tell you three stories. I'll make it quick. But first, I want to talk about what transit equity actually means. And I thought a lot about this. I wrote down exactly what I want to say. To me, it means no matter who you are, where you live, how old you are, you can get where you need to go. And you can get there safely, reliably, whether it's to cover your basic needs or to find opportunity or even to just experience beauty and joy, which as we know, there's so much that our region offers. Um, so the first story is personal. I'm a proud transit rider. I live right off the three, love the three. Um, I have taken classes up at Buff State. It drops me right off there. I feel really lucky to live there. Um, however, my office is in Willett Park. And the closest the three gets me is about a 20 minute walk away from where my office is. That's not so bad, all said and done. Um, but sometimes the sidewalks aren't shoveled. Sometimes it's really cold and the connecting bus is 10 minute wait plus. 
Um, so that's story one. Story two, my coworker recently moved to South Buffalo, like Simon, um, and she, ooh, flipped the page. She, um, her commute changed a lot. Um, she has a 15 minute walk to her bus stop, and then from there, drops her off downtown. She has the same 20 minute back, just like me. Um, so that is 25 minutes. Let me do the math, 25 minutes each commute. Um, meaning 50 minutes adding to her total trip. Um, I, this is not a unique situation. It's something if you look up on Google first and last mile issue, the bus can't always pick you up right where you live and get you right where you need to go. Um, it's just not always designed that way. So um, she is spending an, an hour each way. She can bike in about 30. That's good, but it's over six miles and sometimes it's just not feasible depending on how she's feeling, the weather, etc. And here's where we'll pause the story and I want to talk about something else. So Buffalo is such a car city. I think we often think about people using just one mode to get somewhere. Like I'm going to take my car, I'm going to take a bus, I'm going to take a bike. But there's something called being multimodal and that's where you start to combine different ways. And especially when you don't have a car, you know, it, you can maybe, well, even if you do have a car, maybe sometimes you park somewhere and you use a shuttle to get somewhere else. It's something like that, but you can combine things like bus and bike to help get through that challenges of maybe their first mile to the bus stop, the last mile to your destination. So every single bus in Buffalo and the NFTA has a bus rack. Um, there's wonderfully helpful videos on YouTube. You can look up how to use the bus, um, how to use the bike rack on the bus. It's so great. Um, and it's made a big difference for Christine. It saved her, let's see, I wrote this down, 50 minutes total on her commute. She can get to her bike, her bus stop in like five minutes, eight minutes to the office. So she's saving so much time. I save time too when I'm able to just hop on my bike, ride the rest of the way to my office. Um, one more story, and I promise it's the last one. I was waiting for my bike, waiting for my bus with my bike. And you get a lot of comments in the winter, as you could probably imagine. Um, and some, this man comments like, wow, you ride your bike in the winter and everything. And I, he was talking to me about how much he used to love riding his bike as a boy, how he would take it everywhere. And it was so fun. And I told him, like, you can put this on the bus. You can, you know, why not try it? He has a leg injury. He says he can't do it right now but it's something he hopes to try someday. And I guess I tell that story to acknowledge that not everyone has, is able to combine something like biking with buses. And we acknowledge that it can't always bridge the gap for the transportation system, but it can maybe help more people than you think, like students, even older residents. Um, Go Bike recently had a winter biking clinic, which you would think would only attract, you know, like really young, experienced bikers. We had so many, Simon was there. We had so many people, participants in their 50s, 60s, maybe even 70s. I didn't ask exact numbers, but you know, older residents, and they still want to get out there and bike even in the winter. So all this is to say, as we strengthen, we know biking doesn't replace transit. But when we strengthen transit, we support what's possible for bikers. And when we support bikers, the infrastructure, the safety, protocols, awareness, we also support transit riders. And so the more options we have for where we're going and how, the more equitable our transportation system is for everyone. Thank you, y'all. She did that, y'all. She did that. Oh, first off, thank you again, Brianna and Go Bike. 
Um, Brianna made some very valid points that I just wanted to just add on to that currently we see a large scale transportation project, the covering of the 33. And we understand that that necessarily isn't going the way that we would want it to go. So we want to ask the question, is this the most adequate way that we can use funding? Because that money could be used to hire more bus drivers and improve the transportation system, work on more bike lanes and, and a host of other transportation projects in the area. But not enough about me. We also know that there are youth that catch this bus so, or the buses or the transportation system, whether it be the school or anything else. So it is my great pleasure to introduce Tori from the CAC or the Child Advocacy Center to represent our youth in the community. Um, well, th I first want to say I'm very thankful for this opportunity. This is something that um, I haven't thought much about since I've entered adulthood, um, but when I reflect back and look at my youth experience riding on public transportation, I remember how unsafe it felt, and I remember how I felt like there wasn't a lot of accessibility for students. Um, for example, you know, I went to school right around the corner here at Performing Arts, go Performing Arts, um, and I lived a 10-minute drive away, but my bus commute was about 45 minutes to 50 minutes, which means, you know, if the bus is too full because there's too many riders, um, you know, you have to wait for the next one. And what does that mean for a student? That could mean missing breakfast, missing their first period, getting detention, you know, just for being late. Um, so there's a lot of problematic things that kind of correlate with each other and I think a good solution is really getting the buy-in from our youth um, because one of these days they might be needing the bus to get to work or go to a job interview and so on and so forth. So I think we really need to prioritize how do we protect our youth, how do we keep them safe, how do we make this more accessible for them because it's not just us riding on the bus in the morning, there's people who have to get to work. Um, and many other reasons for folks being on public transportation. So I think it's important to really have the youth come in and speak on their behalf. It's been quite a while since um, I've used public transportation, but it's still something that you know I'm very fond of and I have a lot of people in my life that use it. Um, so yeah, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity and um, I'm really glad to be here and I just hope that we you know, push our efforts to protecting our youth and giving them accessibility because one day they're going to be up here speaking for us as well. All right. I got to shake it off a little bit because that was a lot. Got to shake it off a little bit. Come on, Simon. Uh, because um, it, it is really a humble moment to introduce our final speaker of the afternoon. Um, our final speaker is a transit writer, a transit everyday dependent writer. She is also a founding member of uh, uh, Be True Buffalo Transit Riders United. She is also a board member for the organization that Be True falls underneath, the Coalition for Economic Justice. It is my absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure to introduce Miss Denise Barr. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm always grateful when somebody wants to hear something you have to say, right? Because people, people don't have to want to hear what you have to say. You know, I have to be very clear in reminding us that equal and equity are not the same thing. We have to be very mindful that equal and equity are not the same thing. And as much as I have great respect for these leaders, right around the corner, Minnie Gillette, 
one of my sheroes, right? And she's from Buffalo. Yes, she is. And oh, so yes. if you're not familiar, check out Minnie Gillette. <laughs> but listen, I'm not throwing shade at anybody. This is me. This is my everyday life, right? As a person who is an advocate for an inner city community where it's mostly seniors and mostly black people, I appreciate the conversation about bicycles, but until we get tricycles, there's no equity. I appreciate the conversation about wanting to expand the rail line, but until we get more buses and our people can get the jobs that are outside of the city limits and get back, we have no equity. I'm sorry to tell you, you know, we have had some great wins. We have had to fight. I have had to fight. I was here before Be True was Be True, okay? We have had to fight hard for the things that we have won, but we are still fighting so hard for the basic things that we should have already had. When I want to go to Walmart, I try to go to Walmart like once a month because it's a three to four hour trip. It's a chunk out of my day, right? It takes a lot. People don't understand. It's not just a question of getting on the bus. You've got to make sure you've, you've eaten well. You cannot have a lot of liquids when you're a transit rider. You have to be really careful that you take your liquids when you get in your house. Don't talk to me about getting, I don't want your bottle of water. What am I supposed to do with it? Where are the bathrooms? You know, real life for somebody that has to be on the buses and on the trains every day is a lot different than what you think if you do not ride it every day. Yeah. I want to be clear that the needs of our transit riders, let me start with the youth. Let me go back and have a conversation about our youth. Would you all please take these restrictions off of our, our, our kids' bus passes in high school? They can't get to work. They can't go to after school programs and come back. They can't go to sport. All these things that they can't do. How is that equity? When you're talking about people wanting to be able to travel outside of their city limits, we had to fight hard to get these adventure buses and I'm grateful for them. Now I can go to the beach once or twice a year if I want to, right? But it took a long time to get to that. And I shouldn't have to go just on scheduled days when they put it up for two or two, you know, a week here or a week. I should be able to go when I want to go. That's equity. That's right. Yes. This bus right. pass that I'm spending money on every single month that I've been buying for years, why am I still having to walk three to five miles a day? Because it's more convenient. It's quicker for me to do that to get from one point to another rather than to be able to get on any bus I need to get on and just go where I need to go. That's not equity. So please, you know, we have to have more conversations about what the needs are for these communities and let us pay attention to where the money is going and where it's not. Because where it's not is where there needs to be equity. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, oh.
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.